Hi, this is Jessica McCoy with Calvary Christian Center. Thank you so much for listening. We pray that this message encourages and inspires you to be everything God has created you to be. We hope you enjoyed this message. For sure that it's Jesus that Christmas is all about. Man, our team did it with onions in it today, didn't they? If you're ready for the word, shout, bring it on. If you're able to stand for the reading of God's word, let's look to Luke chapter one. I believe I have something for you today. Anybody hungry today? Amen. Well, I've been cooking. I got some fresh bread. Push your neighbor and say, pass the bread. Amen. I want to stand before you today and tell you that with God, anything is possible. Christmas tells me that we serve a miracle-working God. And I'm believing and standing with you today for miracles. Who needs some miracles in your life? I'm believing. Luke chapter 1, verse 26 says, Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. When she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Chill, Mary. Chill, girl. Come on, somebody. Do not be afraid. Mary, you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. How many of you love that name today? He will be great and he will be called the son of the highest and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Here's what I love. Verse 37, for with God, nothing will be impossible. You need to tell your biggest problem. You need to tell your biggest issue. You need to tell your biggest malady, your biggest circumstance, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. Hallelujah. I want to teach for just a few minutes along these lines, nothing can stop my miracle. I, I want you to tell your neighbor, just testify and say, hey neighbor, Nothing can stop my miracle. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if they believed you. You better tell your other neighbor. Just say, neighbor, will you get happy with me? Will, will you rejoice with me? Tell your other neighbor, nothing can stop my miracle. Yeah, yeah. If God has promised it, nothing can stop it. Father, I thank you for anointing in the room. I already feel something stirring in the atmosphere. I feel like this word is gonna just absolutely galvanize this house. It's gonna hit this house, and it's gonna show people that you still work miracles. Hallelujah. 
thank you that we're stepping into a miracle season. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Somebody give the Lord an ovation. Give him a praise. Give him a shout. Before you sit down, high five three or four people and tell them nothing can stop my miracle. Nothing can stop my miracle. Uh-huh. Maybe with a little attitude. Maybe shake your head a little bit at them. Maybe snap your finger. Come on, have a little attitude. Say, nothing can stop my miracle. <laughs> Come on, somebody. I want to tell you today as I stand before you, pastoring this church as a dad, a husband, a pastor, somebody who loves the Word, I want to tell you right up front, I believe in miracles. I think I got about 12 people that believe with me. But I said, I believe in miracles. Make a little noise if you believe in miracles today. The whole and in, in the entirety of our faith is based on the miraculous. From the conception of Jesus all the way up to his resurrection, one word has got to be attached, and that's miraculous. And the Bible says that he's the same in Hebrews 13, 8, yesterday, today, and forever. That means whatever he has done, he can still do it. That means if he's done it before, he can do it again. And in this season when so many stuffed shirt theologians and so many cool pastors now want to discount the fact and reality that we serve a miracle work in God, I stand before you today and I say unapologetically, and I say it theology, with my theology in place, I believe in a miracle work in God. You can't read your Bible and believe it and not believe in miracles. See, when it's a miracle, y'all, nothing can stop it. When it's a miracle, you can't explain it and nothing can stop it. And one thing I love about Christmas season, the reality of it all is this, Christmas season is miracle season. It's more than shopping season. It's more than football season. Hello, somebody. It's even more than eat everything you can find season. Come on. It is miracle season. I'm so, y'all don't give me nothing else to eat. We got so much food at our house. And some of y'all making me something right now. I know it, I can see it. And you already said calories don't count. Now let me tell you something. We got so much chocolate at our house. And we finish eating. I do good all day long. But at 5 o'clock, something kicks in. And there is a spirit that cries to come on me that says, eat everything you can find. It's, Come on, this is not all-you-can-eat season. This is miracle season. And in the New Testament, the word most commonly used for miracle is the word dunamis, but the, the word miracle is an event. It's defined as this, an event contrary to the established constitution of things. It's a deviation, watch this now, from the known laws of nature. It's something that cannot be explained. I'm not sure about you, but I'm convinced about me. I want to step into a season where things happen in my life that I have no explanation for. See, the word miracle in the New Testament most commonly used is this word dunamis. And dunamis means this in the Greek. It means supernatural strength. It's ability and miraculous power. 
And this word actually occurs 116 times in the New Testament. And all through the Word of God, y'all, we see the reality of miracles throughout the New Testament. This Greek word dunamis is translated into several different English words. And one of the places in Matthew 6.13 is so powerful to me because here we read the Lord's Prayer. And Jesus is teaching his disciples how to pray. And one line sums up the fact that we have a miracle working God. For Jesus said, when you pray, pray yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory. The Greek word for power there is dunamis. It's miracle working power. God said you can't even say the Lord's prayer without acknowledging that I am a miracle worker. Even the Lord's Prayer declares that God still does the impossible. He said you cannot really pray until you understand that you are praying to somebody that is greater than you are. You're praying to someone that can do what you cannot do. And the things that are impossible with man are possible with God. Hallelujah. God wants his people to know I'm a God of miracles. Young person, he wants you to know that he still performs miracles. In Luke 8, 46, you remember there's a woman with a 12-year issue of blood. She comes up behind Jesus, and she touches the border of his garment. And Jesus said in, in Luke 8, 40, 8, 46, he said, Somebody hath touched me, for I perceive that virtue is gone out from me. The Greek word for virtue there is that same word dunamis. He, he said, somebody has touched me for I felt miracle working power go out of me. Church, Jesus was saying somebody broke through. Somebody made a connection with me. And when they connected to me, they made a demand on my miracle power. I don't know about you, but I want to connect with God in such a way that I make a demand on his miracle power. Jesus is passing by and there's a crowd around him and Jesus all of a sudden said, who touched me? And in the King, King James Version, the, the disciples responded with master, the multitude throng thee and press thee and sayest thou who touched me? In other words, Jesus, people are all around you touching you. Jesus said, somebody touched me for I perceive that virtue is gone out of from me. See, I don't know about you. I'm, I don't want just religion. I don't want to just come to church and go through the motions. I need a connection with God. I want to I want to touch him in such a way where he heals my sick body, moves my incredible situation, and changes my circumstance. Is there somebody who came here today and you're more hungry for the Lord than you are just church as usual? You want to touch him until you see his power manifest in your life. If that's you, make a little noise in the room. Don't get through because God's not through. Tell your neighbor, don't get through because God's not through. Come on, push him again and say, don't get through because God's not through. And he will take you through to your breakthrough. Hallelujah. If God's promised you a breakthrough, it's going to happen. Now, Luke 24, 49, we see the promise of the Holy Spirit. And the instructions are, Terry, Jesus said, until you be endued with power. That same word again, miracle working power from on high. See, the key to the miracle power in your life is the Holy Spirit. And when you receive the Holy Spirit, church, you receive power to do miracles. 
You can't receive the power of the Holy Spirit and not understand that, that there is miracle power in you if you receive it without that revelation. Then you are not understanding the power that's in you. There's something in you, honey, that can do the impossible. There's somebody in you that can move what you cannot move and change what you cannot change. He's the God of the impossible. Holy Ghost power is miracle power. I, I want miracle power in my life. I want the power to see the impossible manifest in my life. I want this church to be a miracle church. This is an essential part to experiencing the revival and the miraculous. It's understanding that the Holy Spirit, when he gets in you, he gives you miracle power. Luke 135 said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. This is the promise to Mary. He said the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the dunamis, the miracle power of the highest will overshadow you. The word overshadow means to cast a shade upon. It means to envelop in a haze of brilliancy, to invest with preternatural, that's a word right there, preternatural influence. In other words, church, he's going to give you the power to do the impossible. He's going to give you preternatural influence. He's going to give you the power to see what you could not see. He said, I'm going to directly intervene on your behalf. Is there anybody here today that needs God to intervene on your behalf? I said, is there anybody in the room today who needs God to intervene on your behalf? See, I can handle what I can handle. I can deal with what I can deal with. I can handle what I can handle, but what I can't handle, I need him to handle. And what I can't deal with, I need him to deal with. And is there anybody here today, you say, Pastor, there's some things in my life that I know I can't take care of, but I believe there is a God on my side that still works miracles. If that's you, give him some praise in the house right now. See, here's what I want you to understand, precious. God specializes in miracles, but he will not do for you what you can do for yourself. There are some things you got to do yourself. There are some things that God won't do for you because he wants you to do it for yourself. So many people are wanting God to do miracles in their life, but they're unwilling to do what they can do. Push your neighbor and say, do what you can do. People say, Pastor, I don't want cancer in my body anymore, yet you're still smoking cigarettes. Preach, Pastor Rayleigh, come on. Pastor, I want the Lord to restore my marriage, but you still got two side chicks, and you're wondering why your wife don't want to get back together with you. You want the Lord to restore your health, heal your diabetes, lower your blood pressure, heal your heart issues, but you're still eating grease, salt, fat, and sugar, and wondering why you can't lose weight. Oh, I'm preaching better than you're letting on. You're still eating fried Twinkies and Oreos and cheesecake, and you're saying, man, I think I've got some problems with my metabolism. It ain't your metabolism, baby.
My metabolism is not fast. Your metabolism is plenty fast. It's some three pieces of cheesecake you ate last night. You say, well, Pastor, I, I drink a Diet Coke. That blows my mind. I see people go and they get a dozen donuts and Krispy Kreme and then order coffee with sweet and low in it and say, I'm trying to cut down. The devil is a liar. Just put sugar in it. You done fell off the fence. I'm trying to lose weight. No, you ain't. Tell your neighbor, give God something to work with. Come on, I want to give God something to work with. I want to do my part. I want him to know that I'm all in. That's what Mary did. Look, look at what the angel said to Mary. Mary, you have found favor with God. Blessed are you among women. In essence, the angel said, Mary, girl, there's something about you. Girl, there is something about you. Tell your neighbor. Just get in faith and tell your neighbor. Say, neighbor, there's something about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, there's something about you. She said, Mary, the angel said, Mary, there's something about you. You have found favor with God. Oh, my, 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 my. Some of you don't feel it. Some of you don't even understand it. But the very fact that you're sitting in this room today underneath this word tells me that on some level you have found favor with God. If the devil could have you in the mall right now, he, you'd be there right now. But you're in this room, you're going to find out before it's all said and done, you got favor with God. There's something about you. The angel said, you prepared yourself, Mary. You're ready for what others may miss. You're, you're, you're ready, Mary. You're singled out. You found favor. You're different. You've done your part. See, see, do what you can do, and then God can do the rest. You do your part. You pray. You tithe. Come on. You be kind. You cut down. You quit smoking. You stay home. Uh, if, you, if you're bound by porn, sell your computer. Okay, it's very quiet in this church. You were just shouting a minute ago. I'm telling you, if that's what it takes, sell that junk, get it out of your house. Thank God for three people that'll shout amen. But you know what? Your honey got real tight just then when I said that because you drew right up. I'll go there, baby, because I'm not scared of none of y'all. I'm telling you, I'm at a point in my life where if it separates me from what God has for my life, I want it out of my life because I need miracles. I need breakthroughs. Hallelujah. When you do what you can't do, God will show up and do what you can't do. Hallelujah. Push somebody and say, do what you can do, baby. Come on, come on. God is able to give you a miracle. And here's what I know about miracles. Watch this, y'all. You don't need one till you need one. But when you need one, you really need one. Have you ever really needed one? Have you ever really needed God to move on your behalf? Let me ask real quick. Has God ever moved for you? Have you ever... Have you ever had the Lord move and you step back and you say, man, that right there was the Lord? Let me hear you give him a Christmas time thanks if you know there's been times that it had to be God. Yeah, yeah, people don't understand your praise. They dog out your worship, but they don't know where you came from. They don't know what you matriculated through. They don't know your journey, and there's some stuff in your life. It had to be God or you wouldn't be here today. Make a little noise if you're grateful for that kind of God. See, here's what hell don't want you to know, baby. 
Here's what hell wishes I would not even talk about. The truth is, when it's a miracle, nothing can stop it. If God takes up your cause and decides to release a miracle in your life, nothing can stop the Lord. I'm about to say amen, shout myself down. So I, I was reading this story of the Christmas miracle and the celebration and all that we are plugged into and it came alive in my heart because I want to show you the enemy wants to set roadblocks up in front of you that will cause you to miss your miracle. But listen, if God is in it, can't nothing stop it. So first thing I want to show you is this. When it's a miracle, fear can't stop it. The time of the birth of Christ was an incredible time of fear. In fact, when the angel of the Lord appeared, he said these words. He said, fear not. And he didn't just say it one time. In Luke 1, he told Joseph, fear not. In, uh, he told Zacchaeus also in Luke 1, fear not. He told Mary in Luke 1, fear not. He told the shepherds, fear not. Every major character almost in the Christmas story heard the words, fear not. Do you sense that there might be a theme here, y'all? In the time of Christ, the society was dominated by fear, consumed by fear, controlled by fear, so much so that the first thing that the angel declared was fear not. And the birth of Christ, God's long-awaited promised redeemer, was introduced to a dark and weary, worn-out, fear-filled world. Men and women were afraid in that day. They were afraid of many things just like people are afraid today. You, you study the background of all that was going on there. The, the Romans were the military might. They were conquering the world and ruling with an iron fist. Wars were breaking out everywhere. The economy was fragile and volatile. Religion was hateful and exclusive. And they had a ruthless leader named Herod the Great. And he sat on the throne and, and fear dominated the people's life. It was a time of fear, y'all. Great fear and great uncertainty. But isn't it great to know that that some things never change, that God showed right up in that mess and he still shows up today. And you look around the world today and there's a lot of fear, y'all. It seems like school zones can turn into war zones. It seems like you can have violence at the mall and even violence in churches. Even houses of worship can seem like houses of war. We have worldwide problems and we fight fear. And you know, just recently the, the government shut down. But let me tell you, I ain't worried about the government shutting down because the king is still on the throne. I wish I could find somebody who had confidence in the king. Make a little noise if you got confidence in the king. Tell your neighbor, I got confidence in the king. Jesus showed up in that fear-filled, messed up, jacked up world 2,000 years ago, and he'll show up in your world today. He'll show up right in your fear today, and he'll let you know that no weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper. When it's a miracle, fear can't stop it. But let me really blow your mind. Number two, watch this. When it's a miracle, lack can't stop it because y'all know we are jacked sometimes because we talk so much about our lack 
what we don't have. I don't have this. And I, 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 would, I, would, I wouldn't do that, Pastor, but I'm not able because I don't have this. And I don't have that. And Pastor, really, I don't have the other thing. And I just, Pastor, you know, Pastor, I would do it. But, you know, I just don't have what I need. I just, I just can't do it, Pastor. I just don't. You know, you just, all these mentalities around that are limited because they feel like they lack what they need. But let me tell you what real lack is. In Luke 1, 34, the angel said, Mary, you're going to have a baby. And she said, she said, how can this be? Since I do not know a man. She said, I don't just not have a man. I don't even know one. I don't even know a man. I don't even know one. Not only do I not have one, I don't know one. I don't even know. I lack what I need. In the equation of reproductivity, men are necessary. I said men are necessary. <laughs> Come on now. It just biologically, a man has got to be there. And some of you better hear me in this house. You may look at your situation and see nothing in place to secure your miracle. You have been thinking a man is going to make it happen. A man is going to get you through. A man is going to break you through. But a man is not your source. She said, I don't know a man. But he said, don't worry about it. This is not going to be a man that makes this happen. The power of the highest shall overshadow you. I need you to get wild and tell your neighbor, say, lack can't stop your miracle. Yeah, yeah, lack can't stop your miracle. The devil wants you to quit, but lack will not stop your miracle. Here's where we're going to get really wild now. Here's where we're going to get really full of faith right now. Put your hand on your chest and get ready to rejoice and declare this. Say, say my Lord is greater than my lack. Oh, do you believe it? Do you believe it? If you believe it, give the Lord a shout right now. I don't have what I need. I don't have what I need. Listen, if you want to get pregnant, sister, you're going to need a man. That's what it seems like. But in this story, Mary didn't just have lack. She had extreme lack. Have you ever had seasons in your life where you felt like you didn't just have lack, you had extreme lack? You had nothing of what you needed. But listen, I want you to understand something. She lacked a man, but God was still able. She said, how can this be? I've been virtuous, but listen, God was moving in spite of what she lacked. And I want to tell you that God is moving in spite of what you lacked. And some of y'all think the miracle was in the birthing, but the reality of it all is people were born, babies were born before Christ, they were born in the time of Christ, and they were born after the time of Christ. The miracle was not in the birthing, but in the conception. It wasn't a miracle that Jesus was born, babies were born every day. The miracle occurred that conception took place at a time that it should not have taken place. And some of y'all right now, you are pregnant with a new season. You are pregnant with a breakthrough. You are pregnant with a financial miracle. You are pregnant with a breakthrough in 2019 that you didn't have in 2018. And nothing about your circumstances testifies that the breakthrough should manifest. But the Lord is about to intervene and bring a miracle working power in your life. And you're going to conceive that thing. Somebody give God a shout if you believe it.
Some of y'all are pregnant up in here. Some of you women got really panicky there. No, I'm talking about spiritually. Some of you are pregnant right now and you don't even know why. You don't even know how this thing has happened because everything testifies that these miracles should not take place. But you conceived it. And once conception took place, the miracle was then and there. And there is no denying it. I want to say this. When it's a miracle, fear can't stop it. When it's a miracle... Lack can't stop it, but watch this. When it's a miracle, the doubt of others can't stop it. That means the haters can't stop it. Don't you know there were people throughout the story of Mary who thought she lost her mind? Mary Don said she's pregnant and she's never been with a man. I bet she never been with a man. Come on, y'all. See, here's what happened. Before Mary manifested it on the outside, she changed on the inside. She changed on the inside before she ever changed on the outside. The outside hasn't changed, but something on the inside has changed. And some of y'all, you haven't manifested it yet. You haven't birthed it yet. And nothing's changed on the outside. But you know, something is changing on the inside. She knew she had inside, uh, inside news that something had changed. She was different. She wasn't like everybody else. Could you imagine? She comes home and says, Dad, guess what happened at prayer meeting? I, she could have come up with a better story than I'm pregnant and God is the Father. Come on, somebody. But, but the doubt of others did not stop her from believing in her miracles. She knew. She knew that the Lord had put this inside of her. Why? Because she knew what she felt. Tell your neighbor, I know what I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It may not look good right now. My children may not look good right now. My situation may not look good right now, but I know what I feel feel and I've got a feeling that every promise of God is going to miraculously come to pass. Make a little noise if that's you. Not only did she know what she felt inside, it was growing. She knew that it was growing. Do you have something inside of you that's growing? Do you have something inside of you that says, man, this season is going to be different. God is going to bring something to pass in my life. It's growing. It's growing. I know it doesn't make sense. I don't have the resources for it. I don't have the connections for it, but it's growing inside of me. There's something in there's something inside of me. I look at Palm Coast. I look at all this vision that I've got to get done and I feel it in my spirit. And the devil said, you don't have what you need, but in Jesus name, I know what's inside of me. We hadn't started it yet, but let me tell you, when I came here 21 years ago to be pastor, none of these buildings were on the property except a broke down gym. We didn't have any campuses. We weren't multicultural. We weren't touching thousands of people. But I tell you, I was pregnant with something that God put down inside of me. And I'm trying to tell you that if God did it then, he can do it now. Somebody give God a praise if you believe it. Come on, who feels something growing inside of you? It's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And, and the next thing she knew, she knew that her miracle was going to be born. Why? Because she felt it kicking. She felt it moving. All she needed was time. 
Hear me in this room. That, that their doubt never stopped her from birthing her miracle. Tell your neighbor, all I need is time. Just give me some time. You think it's a matter of money? No, it's not a matter of money, resources, connections, or right relationships. It's just a matter of time. I'm telling you, give it time, and you're going to see that miracle you're believing God come to pass. When it's a miracle, nothing can stop it. When it's a miracle, doubt can't stop it. And when it's a miracle, you better write this down. It's coming whether others make room for it or not. The innkeeper said, there's no room in the inn, and I want to tell you, not everybody's going to make room for your miracle. Not everybody's going to believe that you can do what God said you can do. Not everybody's going to believe that it can come to pass, and they will say no room. But I'm telling you, baby, you can say no room all you want to, but I'm going to birth this thing because I'm pregnant with it. It changed nothing. When that innkeeper said no room, it didn't change anything. And you're going to have haters, and you're going to have people tell you that you can't do it. There ain't room for you to go up. There's not room for you to see a breakthrough. There's not room for you to see the things of God. But I've come to tell you that when God says it's time to birth the thing, can't nothing stop it. There is room. you got to birth it. I follow this lady on the on old grandma on instagram and she's mostly saved come on y'all kind of like somebody on your row see if you can figure out which one on your row is mostly saved but she's kind of got a little dementia so every once in a while i hear words out of her mouth and i'm like grandma what are you doing but Grandma does a lot of preaching, too, and she does a lot of singing. And she said, Grandma Daisy, she said, you get with the right person, you go up, up, up. She's 90-something years old. She said, you go up, up, up. She said, you get with the wrong people, you go down, 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 just like that. So she said, you got to get with the right people. She said, you got to lay aside that zero and find you a hero. And the truth is, there will be people around you that will tell you there's no room for you to see what God has got for you in the future. You can be kind to them, but sometimes you got to lay aside the zero and find you a hero and connect the people that can say you're going up, up, up. I dare you to just quote Grandma Daisy and push your neighbor and say, I'm going up, up, up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going up, up, up. God is on my side. If he said he's a miracle worker. Grandma Daisy starts singing. She said, we're going to run and just like an automobile. And she starts singing, I'm running for Jesus just like an automobile. I never heard that song in my life. But Grandma Daisy takes me to church because here she is at 93 years old believing that God can move in their life, in her life. I wonder if there anybody who came to church today who believes that God can still do miracles in your life. My, my, my. See, here's the truth. All you need is time. When it's a miracle, it's coming, y'all. Whether others make room for it or not. Mary, you ain't pregnant. You ain't gonna give birth to nothing. Mary knew my feet swollen, not yours. I got morning sickness, not you. 
I know what I feel inside of me. Right now it's fluttering. But have you ever heard it had him turn a flutter into a kick? <laughs> Some of y'all have been in a fluttering season, but God said, I'm getting ready to kick. You're going to know this is me. Tell your neighbor my miracle's coming. I remember when Dawn was pregnant. That was something. Remember that, babe? She got curves in places she shouldn't even have places. She was like, man, great with child. Just, it was unbelievable. And what was crazy is she, would, she didn't get morning sickness. After you stopped taking them big old vitamins, you remember that? Like them horse vitamins, you, the prenatal. When you stop taking them, you stop getting sick in the morning. But I had morning sickness. I did, y'all. Didn't I, don't. She said, you want some breakfast? I said, no, I'm sick on my stomach. I can't eat nothing. I lost weight like crazy while she was pregnant. Maybe you need to get pregnant again, baby. I believe I could lose some weight. I wasn't smart enough then, but I found out then, I didn't understand it, but I found out later that I was just identifying with her and I was going through it with her. I want to get around some people who will go through it with me. I'm at a point now in my life where I can't take fair weather friends. I don't need pretenders. I need people who will roll up their sleeves and birth this next season with me. And when I feel like giving up, I need people around me that'll say, push, pastor, push. You can do it. Tell your neighbor, nothing can stop my miracle. Here's what I love. When it's a miracle, I'm closing. Number one, listen, young man, when it's a miracle, fear can't stop it. Isn't it a trip? The angel appears to Mary and said, Mary, you have found favor with God. And the very next verse, the Bible said, and Mary was greatly troubled. And that's just like the devil. Why is our default fear? Why do we automatically look toward the negative? Mary, you have found favor with God. Oh, I'm afraid. You just hit the lotto. I'm so scared. Well, you ought not be playing the lotto. But if you play and win, Pay your tithe, but don't play. But if you win, like 965 million, you don't play that lotto, but bless God, if you win, you better remember Jesus. You better, but don't play. But if you win, Mary, you found favor with God, I'm afraid. Some of you have been walking in fear when you have found favor with God. When it's a miracle, fear can't stop it. When it's a miracle, you know what? Lack can't stop it. Some of you, all you want to do is testify about what you don't have. What's that old song? Long as I got King Jesus. When you've got Jesus, you've got more than enough. When it's a miracle, doubt of others 
can't stop it. Don't you let somebody's doubt tell the story about your future. Don't you allow somebody's doubt to mess up your breakthrough. And the last thing, when it's a miracle, it's coming. Make room. Tell your neighbor, make room. Nothing can stop my miracle. Now, Mary's miracle was a birthing of a baby without a man. No man. She pregnant. Whew. And God gave her that miracle. Do you actually think there's anything you lack that God can't give you? My children are lost. He can save your children. I got a terrible doctor's report. Well, I talked to a guy today who had stage four colon rectal cancer. The doctor said, you will not make it. Prepare everything. You're going to die. But he stood there today and said, this was a while back. I'm completely cancer free. Stand up, everybody. I just feel this. I didn't do this in the early service. Wave at me if you need a miracle on some level in your life. Wave at me if you believe God can do it. Come on, hold those hands up. I take authority over everything that's tried to rob you of hope in this hope season. I bind every work of the enemy that's tried to fill you with fear, anxiety, make you worry. Come on, hold those hands up. Worried about your children. Worried about your future. Worried about whether or not God's directing your path. Worrying about who's for you or against you. I decree and declare you have found favor with God. And this will not make you have fear, but this will cause you to rejoice. Hallelujah. I declare over your life right now, you, 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 you're, you're believing God for miracles and you see so much you, that you lack. I declare that an all-sufficient God will provide everything you need and you will see more than enough manifest in your life in the next season. Lack will not stop your miracle. I bind every negative word that's been spoken into your ear by others who told you that you cannot see what you're believing for. I take authority over it and I break every spoken can curse off of you, every hex of the enemy, every negative thing that the enemy has spoken against you that has led you into a season of barrenness. I take authority over it and I release over you life. I release over you miracles. I declare that 2019, everything that you're going to birth, this is your season to birth it. Hallelujah. I declare that the haters have to set aside. I declare that the haters have to step aside. I declare that those that have been an obstacle to your purpose and they've been your antagonizers. I take authority over them and I pray that the Lord himself will shut them up and then when God brings the miracle, they will have to testify that the Lord was on your side all along. Finally, hold those hands up. I decree and declare not only will you not be, you will not be hindered by others, but I declare in Jesus' name that in 2019, God makes room for your miracle. I declare that that thing does come to pass. I declare that there's more than enough room for everything God has called you to do. And now I want you to look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you stand there if you want to, but say, I've got to rejoice. Nothing can stop my miracle. Nothing can stop my...
almost shout if you believe it. Nothing's going to stop us in Palm Coast. Nothing's going to stop us in Ormond. Nothing can stop my miracle. I know what I feel. Nothing can stop my miracle. I'm not telling you what I see. I know what I feel. Some of you here today, my God, I gotta quit. But some of you here today, you know what you feel. You know that there's something on the horizon. And I bless you in the name of Jesus. 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 Come on, the power of death and life is in the power of the tongue. I bless you in the name of Jesus. Now two things, number one, let me just say this. I love you folks. I've been here now 21 years, about the greatest joy of my life next to my family is being your pastor. I wanna tell you how much I love you. All these campuses, all these thousands of people, I'm gonna give you a big hug. Come on, y'all give me a big hug. We just give me a big hug. I just love you all. Come up here and give me a big hug. Don't know, not a firm. But the next thing I want you to know is this, tomorrow night, I'm gonna celebrate for Christmas Eve. God's given me a little message that I'm going to preach is going to take just a few minutes, maybe 15 minutes. Seven things that the wise men knew that I want to know. It's going to speak to you, and then we're going to receive communion together. Last thing is this. Now, the best place to be on New Year's Eve is Calvary. Because it'll be packed, it'll be fun, bring the kids. It's going to be the night of nights. I want to bring in the new year with you. Now, with heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're in the room today and you'd say, Pastor, there's things in my life that I'll not be there. There's sin in my life. That sin blocks God's best for my life. And Pastor Rayleigh, when you pray, pray for me. If, that, if you're not where you need to be with God, when I count to three, I want you to raise your hand. Pastor, since you're praying, Pray for me, one. If you're going to pray for anybody, pray for me, two. I'm not where I need to be with the Lord. Hands are already being lifted. Three, remember me, Pastor. Slip that hand up. Not where I need to be with Jesus. Hands in every section. I want everybody to take your hand and place it on your heart right now. And I want you to pray this prayer after me loud and strong. Pray, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. For all my sins. Take my heart. Wash it clean. In your precious blood. Thank you. That your plan. For my life. Is in place. And it brought me. To this moment. Thank you for this moment. I give you glory. That nothing. Can stop. My miracle. I love you, Jesus. I'm going to live for you. Come on, give the Lord a praise right now. Come on up, son. Nobody leave for just a moment. Pastor Josh is going to dismiss us, but let me say this. Uh, Merry Christmas to all you guys. 
I said, Merry Christmas, everybody. How many of you feel like we're in a miracle season? All right. Don't forget tomorrow night. Come on, Pastor Josh. Close us. Hi, this is Jessica McCoy with Calvary Christian Center. Thank you so much for listening. We pray that this message encourages and inspires you to be everything God has created you to be. We hope you enjoyed this message.